What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. Don't forget, if you haven't already liked this uh, podcast, go ahead and subscribe or follow us if you haven't. Uh, this month, we're talking about God's design. It's called a beautiful design. And uh, we're just talking about what God created us for and how he created us, because um, it has huge implications on what we believe about ourselves. So I hope you guys enjoy. God bless you. Hey everybody, welcome back to VCast. This is Jeremy and I'm here with Jacob today. And uh, we also have another guest, John. He's kind of in the background, but he'll chime in every now and then. We'll say what's up, John. What's up? All right. <laughs> and so, um, uh, yeah, yeah, nobody can see you, but they'll, they'll hear, they'll hear, they'll hear the peace sign. Um, so uh, we're starting a brand new series. It's called Beautiful Design. Um, we wanted to go through this series because we just think with the current, um, with the current changes and a lot of things that have been going on, there's been a lot more questions um, within the church about exactly kind of what we believe when it comes to uh, people and to humanity. And so the easiest way to do that is to go dive back into Genesis and figure out why did God create us to begin with when he designed us? Did he design us with a purpose or did he design us to find our own purpose? Which I think is honestly probably the biggest challenge that we face today is that many people don't understand that they they were designed with a purpose. So they spend their whole life trying to find purpose or they try to discover their identity when identity is not something you find, it's something you're given. Um, and so God has given us an identity. And so we're going to talk about that for the next uh, couple of weeks on the identity of man and uh, what God created us for and our purpose. So um, the first topic we're going to get into is um, in his image. We're going to talk about in Genesis when God is creating Adam and Eve, um, he uh, says a couple of things in Genesis 1. Um, so let's go through that. Uh, bro, you want to read um, these verses here? Yeah, man, I got it. Thank you. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verses 24 through 28. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So from that scripture, we see that from the very beginning, um, God has set us apart from animals. We are very different than the rest of creation. Um, he breathed life into our nostrils. He gave us the breath of life and he created us with a very specific purpose. Um, so right now we want to talk about what God says when he says, I'm going to make man in my image, in our image, which is pretty interesting because he uses the word plural, our. Um, and so um, we're going to talk about that today a little bit. What does it mean to bear the image of God? Yeah. Um, so take it away, Jacob, tell us. Um, so bearing the image of God is um, important for us as Christians because it means that there's a certain way that we kind of operate. 
like there's a certain way that we live our lives mm -hmm. because we bear that image right um and it's not something that we should belittle it's in fact very important to us knowing that we're made in the image of god and so is everyone around us we were all made in the image of god and we all have his breath in us um that's in the creation story that god breathed his life into man and it's the very reason why we breathe and we live so the Bible is the perfect sort of manual for us because since we're image bearers of God, the Bible shows us how to act like image bearers of God. Right. That's kind of the whole part um, the per the whole purpose of it, because ever since the even in the beginning, man had fallen short of that image right. and we messed up that image. And when they realized their sin, they ran away from God. So God, the story of the Bible is to kind of get back to that and understanding who God is helps us get to where we need to be because it's sort of like a like a mirror in a way that when we see God, we need to hold on. Wait, that doesn't I don't mean to say like when we see God, we see us, but God is trying to put his character onto us. So when right. it says that he has given us dominion, there's an authority that mm -hmm. we share with God. Right. And that was given to them in the beginning. So I don't want to yeah. make it sound like we're, we're gods, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. He shares it's, authority with I him. see it in the in the creation itself. Yes. Because God, God created a moon and a sun. Yeah. One gives light, one reflects it. Yes. And so the, the perfect illustration of That's that is better. right there in the beginning of creation. Exactly. I created the sun to give light and I created the moon to reflect that light. God is the sun. We are the moon. We only reflect the brilliance of his character. Exactly. Um, or at least we're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. and the reason why I wanted to be careful with the way I said it is because a lot of people have taken it that way. Right. That we are God. That you are God. And, but it's yeah. not that we are gods, but God being so loving and creating us in his image wanted to share that dominion with us. Right. That's why he gives us the authority over all the creatures of the land and of the land itself. And that's why we need to act a certain way because we bear that image as well. Right. Um, yeah, and this is um, there's a common phrase. It's a Latin phrase, um, the imago dei. It means image of God. It means that that every human being. And this is the part that I like too is that the image of God doesn't just apply to Christians. You know, we would think, oh, because I follow Jesus and I'm morally upright and I'm making air quotations here um, depending on how we live our life that because I'm a Christian I bear the image of God but that's not true the image of God is imparted on every human being the only problem is that a lot of us don't reflect that image properly and but we could and there are times that people who don't even believe in Jesus have so, even people who don't believe in Jesus have at least some sense of morality mm -hmm. they have no explanation for why they have this morality can't um, justify it they can't justify their morality um but their morality looks a little bit different than ours um and so it's very important for us to understand that every human being is made in the image of god and that there's a weight and a responsibility that comes with that and that every person because every person's made in the image of god i'm called to love all people regardless of anything any ex, uh any kind of um what would I call these determining factors uh, such as your race um, doesn't matter what your race ethnicity is you are made in the image of God and so you are a, a fellow brother and sister 
in in a, 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 a child of God. Mm-hmm. The same thing is true with people with no matter wh- how a person identifies sexually. You know what I mean? Because there's also the sexual identity. There's gender, and now we have this this um, um, these theories that are coming out there where it's saying that gender is a spectrum, and I can identify my gender however I want. That's fine if they do that. I believe that gender is defined by God, and we have God defines it as a binary system. But even the person who doesn't identify themselves as their gender, God, they're still made in the image of God. They Absolutely. bear that image from yeah. from the day they're born. Um, and that's why I said like there there's a responsibility for us as image bearers of God, because if we have to live a certain way, we're also called to help people live that way as well. It's the same reason why abortion is so important to us. It's the reason why, although we still love them and they are made in the image of God, sexual identity is important to us. And it's why it's sort of a a big topic within Christianity because we wanna make sure that everyone else is also living to the standard that God created them. Right. And it's out of love that we sort of correct and try and direct these people in the right direction because they're image bearers, we're image bearers. We want to make sure that we're all just living up to God's standard. Yeah. I think John, if John wanted to oh, chime no, in real quick. I was going to say that I really like what you're bringing up with the whole entire, like, the issues that we're having today with, like, race and, like, sexual identity and stuff like that is because most of the time, most of the time, you you are born with some sense of morality. And by that, I mean most of the time with whenever it comes to, like, racism and abortion and stuff like that, you're taught to believe those things. But instinctually, whenever you're born, like, I don't, nobody has to teach me that murdering is wrong. Nobody has to teach me that taking someone else's stuff without permission is wrong. That's why whenever, whenever a kid takes someone else's stuff, the other kid that he took it from, he'll always be like, hey, that's not fair. And it's not because someone told him that it wasn't fair. It's because instinctually, he already has that sense of, oh, this is wrong. I shouldn't be right. doing this. So in the same way with the whole entire Imago Day and stuff like that, we instinctually value human life we instinctually see every other person as another soul yeah so in the same way it's like all these issues have just been like issues that of viewing that wrong and being taught in a different way that shouldn't be taught when the imago they should be treasured and hold dear yeah yes um so that was something that i actually saw there was a video where this guy he was going around and he was asking if people would sign a paper to stop the killing of um like birds like it was it was it was an experiment i forgot what the bird was but they were cutting down trees and killing the eggs so he was giving these out he was like would you like to stop the killing of unborn birds and they were like oh of course so they signed it and then he said okay and then what about this one on abortion and they said no right which is crazy to me Mm -hmm. the fact that we would value the lives of birds over the lives of humans but it goes to show you how far we've gone from being yeah. image bearers and how yeah. much we have belittled it mm-hmm. that we would rather save birds than, yeah. than save our own human children life, than yeah. our own children i think it's kind of where romans kind of brings it back because even romans has its own little tie-in to genesis at the very beginning where he says that um people began to worship and serve the creature over the creator who is blessed forever amen that they worshiped it the the image of um mortal things animals creeping beasts that that these things became a pedestal um it's a sad day when we live in a society where animals have more rights than than unborn children um and so um but we value the lives of children 
And that means in the womb and out of the womb, which to me, I don't understand that argument. There's always this argument that's like, you know, abortion is it's like you only care about the child when it's in the womb, but not when it's outside the womb. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, that couldn't be more further from the truth because Christians believe in in adoption. Christians believe in, um, you know, uh, setting up good shelter homes and things like that. And there's a lot of Christian institutions who have that uh, set up, um, even churches who will say, hey, listen, if you don't want your child, we have literal f- members of our our church who can't have children that would love to adopt your child you know um and abortion is a very touchy topic it's not an easy decision so i understand the weight that comes with that like that's not an easy decision to make um but because we are christians we value every human life even the unborn life um and so we cherish children and so that's the reason why we have this view it's because of the imago day that's why it's like it, it's just one phrase in the bible made in the image of god who knew that it would carry such a weight and the the, the implications it carries mm-hmm. on what we believe when it comes to all of these things so absolutely um that's why the bible is such um a big voice for social justice yeah yeah it's it's and a lot of people might disagree but the idea is that it says it in Proverbs, speak for those who can't speak for themselves, speak for the destitute. All of those who are incapable of standing up for themselves, stand up for them um, because they're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. That's why we do these things. And that's why Jesus even says, we talked about it in one of our podcasts, love is laying down one's life for your friends. Mm-hmm. That's what love is. Because since we're all made in the image of God, we need to love each other in that way and protect each other because others don't view you in the image of God. Right. They just see you as a bunch of cells bouncing around and mm-hmm. flesh and all that stuff. Because that's how Artist. some people view it. Yeah. Some people be mm-hmm. like, I don't care if I, you know, again, with abortion, there have been some women who say, it's okay if I have unprotected sex, I could just get an abortion. And it's sad that that's yeah. just, it's seen as birth control. That's it's a what convenience. It is. It's a convenience. Yeah, yeah. I can just go get an abortion. It's it's fine. And it's really sad that we're not viewing each other as um image bearers yeah. of God. It was what we said. It said abortion is not an easy decision for a woman to make. Yeah. But when there are women who who, just, who make it an easy, yeah. easy decision like, oh, I was just getting an abortion. Who cares? I, I saw a video the other day of a woman who went in to get an abortion and they had to lock her husband oh, out of I've the facility and he was crying, crying, and crying and screaming, saying, don't kill our baby. And then they say men don't have a, a say. And he's there and he was crying and he was like, I would yeah. make such a good dad. Yeah. And he was crying because she went in there against she made his the wishes. Decision. Yeah, yeah, she made the decision to, to, to abort the child without him. Even if it was her husband, I don't know if it was her husband or her boyfriend or whatever the situation was, but either way, that was the, it was the father. That's that's what we need to understand. That was the father of the child. He had every right to, to be there, so. And I was gonna say that like, and you always see it in the Bible, where you can tell God cares for those who have been hurt by the misuse of viewing the Imago Dei. Because mm-hmm. whenever it talks about what the church's mission should be, it should be to father the fatherless, to, yeah. to care for the widows, to care for the imprisoned. It's like, and it's always talking about how, like, when Jesus is like, feed those who are less of those, because when you do that to them, you do it to me. So in the same way, you could tell that God really cares about these issues, because these are people who have been hurt and, and broken by not just sin and not just the world, but by society and all that stuff by the misview of the Imago Dei and the misview of being made in the image of God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we we misuse um, a blessing. It's a blessing to be made in the image of God, but when we abuse the image of God, uh, God won't stand for that at all. So, 
Um, it says it in uh, James. I didn't put it, but it says James chapter one, um, verse 27. Religion, pure and undefiled before God is this visiting orphans and widows in their affliction and remaining um, one remaining unstained from the world. There's a reason why we need to go to those who are um, in affliction right. because we carry a uniqueness right. different from mm-hmm. um, other creatures in this world. And that was one of the things that you brought up, that God created us so different mm-hmm. from the way that he created every other creature if we go to genesis 2 chapter 7 it says then the lord god formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature so we even see here how god had created everything else um he spoke everything else into existence but when god created man he didn't speak i remember um a long time ago you gave like an illustration during like a youth group where when God was speaking, he had his hands behind his back. But when it came to man, he took his hands from behind his back and crafted him hmm. and then breathed his life into him. There's an intimacy. Yeah, you said that. Or maybe you know, somebody write that down. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you had gotten it from someone, but I remember you saying it. Oh, that nice. God took his hands out from his behind his back and crafted man and breathed his life into man. Yeah, there's an intimacy that we humans Mm -hmm. humanity has that rest of creation doesn't and there's an intimacy that God created us with breathing his life into us and creating us with his hands I mean there's something there's something about that even in we're going to talk about this kind of in another podcast but there's 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 such an intimacy and just physical touch just the understanding like like it's one thing to tell somebody something, but if you were to just put your hand on their shoulder and tell them something, there's a connection there, like a physical connection that you, it, it means more. I know that being a husband, that there's when I tell my wife things, I'm not just gonna be like, you know, baby, I love you. There's a difference between saying, baby, I love you from like across the, the hall while I'm playing Call of Duty and me <laughs> going up to my wife, grabbing her like cheeks, her face with both my hands and saying, baby, I love you. There's a massive difference. She knows the difference. And she can tell that was genuine. I think there's there's a genuineness about God creating us with his hands. There's this um, initiative in God and just him forming us um, from the dust of the earth, which I think is so beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, he created us so different. Uh, he gave us dominion, um, which we're going to talk a little bit about what that exactly means um, when we talk about what man's purpose is. We're going to talk about man's purpose and woman's purpose separately. Um, but in man's purpose, he he gave us dominion. He also gave that dominion to women as well. It was a shared dominion. Um, but he gives us that authority over to tend and take care of the earth. That's what we're called to do, um, to take care of what God has impl- has given us. When he made the when he made us in his image, the Bible says then he create he creates this garden and he puts man in that garden to take care of it. God did all the heavy lifting and he says, Hey, listen, I created it all. Now you guys just take care of what I created. Which I think is really good too, because that's something that as a human we I think we kind of neglect. Um, especially Christians. I've heard it a lot from Christians like, Hey, God's just gonna come and remake the planet. Why do I need to care for it? And it's like cause we're stewards above all and God, we're everything still here we, yeah and we still live here and my kids live here <laughs> yeah take care here. of the planet because your kids are still living here yeah, and it, yeah we live like why wouldn't you want to make you don't want to live in a trash place mm-hmm. you know what i mean you want to take care of it which is why as like i know like in, in politics there's been like this whole thing about going green and all that stuff yeah, yeah. i'm not against it at all if, as a christian i'm like yo if there's a way that we can be technology advanced but also just help the planet i'm 
down for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything that we can do to give the earth, you know, like some some help yeah. <laughs> because it's it, it's in a it's in a, um, a bad state with the way yeah. that we treat it. Right. And that just goes to show how little we've begun to devalue it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't really value what God has given us, the the gracious gift of 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 his creation. Um but above all, um cuz that's the thing too is like we can talk about these things, but at the same time what I don't want to make that is that conservation becomes gospel. You know what I mean? Like conservation is not gospel. Um, there's a lot of Christians out there who, you know, if you go green, then you're a good Christian. No, the only good Christian is the Christian who has put his trust in Jesus. That's it. As a matter of fact, there's no Christianity without that. So it's not that I'm saying that these things make God happy and that, but these are things we ought to do being a Christian. But for those who are out there and you know like we're struggling with sin we're all broken images of god um but god wants to restore us and that restoration comes through jesus alone um jesus is the only one who can restore um this creation to the way that it used to be but it takes us to submit ourselves to the lordship of jesus christ so if you don't know jesus put your trust in him uh uh follow him follow his word get plugged into a church because um it's only through Christ that the image of God can be restored in us. There's a there's a value in all of us that only he can show us, right? Um, because when you finally realize God came down in the form of a man and died for me, there's it gives so much meaning. It gives so much more meaning to the to the name Amago Dei, mm-hmm. the image of God. It gives us like wow. Like he would come down and die for me. Yeah, that's the value that I have, mm-hmm. and that's something only found in Jesus, right. um, which is what makes Christianity so special. You won't find that anywhere else. Yeah, where the God of creation came down and died for you, so that He could be with you. Right. You won't find that anywhere else. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.